0: Welcome to Quantum Leap. This is the podcast that explores how we achieve new heights in leadership, business, and our life. I'm David Wolf, joined as always with the Quantum Leap Catalyst, Terry Ostroviak. Terry, welcome back to the program.
1: Thank you. And today I'll say good day because we're, we're recording a little bit later on in the day than we normally do.
0: That's exactly right.
1: And for our listeners, they probably don't care much
0: <laughs> except that we might show up a little bit differently because of the energy is different at the end of the day. But you're listening when you're listening. And by the way, folks, we're glad you're listening. Uh, please uh, continue to stay with us as we uh, uh continue on the quantum leap journey. So Terry, we were going to talk about something relating to positive mental attitude, but I'll let you uh, take it away, please.
1: Okay, certainly. Many people that uh, that have had anything to do with me know that for about 12 years, I spent time living in the Netherlands with my family in between being in South Africa and then coming to the United States after that. And, and I would say that that was a huge learning experience for me. Now, I don't mean to be demeaning in any way in saying this, but a lot of American people think about people that live in other countries as being Americans who don't live in the United States. (laughs) And the answer is, that's not true. That's a myth. People in other countries have completely different cultures and different values. And so, We do in in the United States exactly what would be expected of us is to judge other people based on our values. But the point behind it is sometimes we've got to look at other people's values. So one of the big learning experiences I had in living in the Netherlands was to do with this area of just being positive. Now, here's an interesting word. The word for an entrepreneur in the Netherlands is actually a term that they use. It's it's actually a legal status for paying tax. Wow. An entrepreneur is somebody that doesn't earn a regular living. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: uh, I'm here to tell you that often is the case.
1: <laughs> yeah, they could be making a lot of money sometimes, and other times they could be scraping the barrel and 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 really be, being down in the dumps. That's amazing. But that's what comes with being an entrepreneur. And you know, the funny thing is, the word in Dutch for an entrepreneur is the word onder nemer, hmm. ondernemer O N D E R N E M E R. Now, if you hmm. translate it literally, it would be an undertaker. <laughs> Just think about that—an undertaker. And undertake that. Uh, Oh my god, which changes the course of the exactly.
0: It changes the course of this entire conversation.
1: (laughs) But the beauty of the exercise, and this is the point that I really wanted to make, was so living in that in that country, I started to have to learn all kinds of different cultural norms and values that were different to ours. give you a couple of examples and we'll talk about it in terms of being positive. I called a company uh, once uh, at one time. I went to see the the top person, and we were having a very good discussion. And then I phoned back um, a few days later to talk to him, and I said, could I speak? The phone was answered, and I said, may I speak to uh, Tom? Let's call him Tom. And she said, who's speaking? And I said, this is Terry Ostroviak. And she said, yes, hold on a moment, and I'll put you through. But she was – there was a little bit of an inch in her voice as she asked me the question, who's mm-hmm. speaking? Now, that's a reasonable enough question to ask anybody. If you're going to be talking with somebody, I mean, uh, the first line of defense in an organization probably would be the receptionist who would ask you or the person on the telephone would ask you who you are. Yes. And then, and then she said to me, you know, Terry, you're very rude on the telephone. Well, that really took me back immediately. <laughs> And I said, really? Why would you say that? She said, it's customary in the Netherlands to to answer to when you're calling somebody to immediately announce your name. Say, this is Terry Ostroviak. May I speak to whoever it is? If you don't do that, you're considered to be rude and lacking in culture. Wow. After three years of living in the Netherlands, I didn't even know that. Three years, and it wasn't like intuitively
0: obvious to you.
1: Hmm. Nobody told me. Now, this is the interesting thing about living in the Netherlands. Dutch people will tell you things like that. In America, I'm not sure that people would tell you something like that. He's an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They
0: would just draw some logic, some uh, judgment, and not really care to instruct. It's That's sort of outside the norm. Yeah,
1: Exactly that point. And so as I went along – Being much more open-minded about cultural differences when I was in the Netherlands, I started to look at all kinds of things. For instance, in selling, it's very customary in the United States, or was many years ago, not anymore because it didn't work very well, to go to a client and be very good at outlining maybe 15 or 20 different benefits that our product or service can offer. And it worked pretty well in the United States if you could do that. If they came up with an objection, you would just answer the objection and you would talk about the benefits. But the reality is that in the Netherlands, people are not interested in only the benefits. They want to know what are some of the downsides. So when I learned this word that I discussed last week called relativering, I mentioned it. To relative or to put things into perspective and know both sides of the story is what's important for them. And here's the key. The key is when you sell in the Netherlands, you've got to say, here are some of the benefits. Here are some of the things that may not fit in exactly with the way that you would like them to, to, to benefit you or work with you. When you've made a decision, can you imagine saying this to somebody? When you've made a decision, come back to me and we can talk about how we can resolve those, those, those areas or resolve the situation and maybe come to a conclusion. Now, what's the difference? Well, I'll tell you what the difference is. The difference is that that is a very adult culture. They don't want to be treated like children. It's all very well that a salesperson has the ability to reel off all the benefits and all the details, facts, and benefits that they would have on their product. But they want to know what are some of the things that haven't worked in the past that I need to be aware of. In other words, they're saying, as an adult, I need to know both sides of the story so that i can make a uniform uh, 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 an informed decision as to whether this really will work for me or not and so they will even argue about stuff like that but that doesn't mean to say that they are not interested and i was giving a talk one day at a company in san diego huh. and uh, one of the people in the in the audience one of the, the in fact, was a a top-level person in the organization, said, now I understand why we could never sell in the Netherlands, (laughs) why it was always difficult, why the Dutch were always arguing with me. It's not that they were arguing. They were just simply wanting more information to make an informed decision as to whether it was the right thing for them to go ahead and do, not be blindsided by a smart salesperson who had lots of ideas. Well, that was very, very interesting. And it meant that I had to change my way of operating. If I wanted to go out and persuade or convince people to do things, I suddenly learned that I had to give both sides of the story and allow them to maintain the status of being an adult, not a parent talking to a child. Uh-huh. That's the distinction. Wow. So let's talk about that for a moment. When we talk about positivity – this is a key word that people are using today, particularly with the with the elections, in uh, you know coming up in the next few weeks, and people being very very concerned about lots of negativity that's going on. It's kind of foreign in, in, a, in a way, and very disruptive emotionally to lots of people. But the reality is, on the other hand, that maybe we're growing up, maybe we're beginning to see. But not everything is hunky-dory and rosy, and we're not looking at things through rose-colored glasses. We're looking at the good side and the bad side, and we're having to sit and make decisions as to what's going to work for us or not. I, I've done some profiles over the years with, with, with various companies, and one of the profiles comes from a company called Human Synergistics, very interesting organization. And it's a circumplex-type profile format. So on the one side of the scale is the word approval, and the other side of that particular scale will be competitive, the opposite. One is a defensive mechanism. The other one is an aggressive mechanism. Both of them are mechanisms to protect ourselves. People that are approval-oriented want people to approve of them and only feel comfortable when people approve of them. But here's the question. Why are we judging our value and our worth based on somebody else's opinion? How come we can't make a decision for ourselves that I feel worthy myself because of the things that I'm doing? I don't need to check in with somebody. Sometimes I might check in with somebody and, and want to tell them about uh, something that I've done so that they will approve of me. And they may not be in a good mood. Somebody might have stuck a bean up their nose that particular day, and they are in a bad mood because of that. And the chances are that they might not respond as warmly as they would normally. And I go home and say, oh, this person doesn't like me anymore. I feel bad. I'm going to have a lousy day today because of that. Well, that doesn't make sense, does it? Of course not. <laughs> and so um, if we're approval-oriented, meaning that we judge ourselves based on getting approval from other people, That may not be a worthwhile way of judging our value to ourselves or to our families or to our businesses. We need to get over it and learn how not to be involved in that exercise or in that question. Wow. On the other hand, sometimes we're very competitive. What does competitive mean? It means that if we have a good friend and we like them very much and we talk to them and they seem to like us and we have a very good relationship, And we have a competitive mentality. And competitive is a very important word in in, in American culture. To be competitive is considered to be a very, very good thing. Mm -hmm. But it may not necessarily be. Look in this case. Look at this example. So we have this good friend who really likes us. And we're actually giving them a very strong message. Here's the message. The message is, I love you. I've Always enjoy your company. You're a great friend. But I want you to understand that I'm number one and you're number two. Now, think about that for a moment. Yeah, That's what competitive means. So it means that people that are dealing with us always have this feeling that they're competing with us. Or we're competing with them. And so that's not a, that's not a positive adult way of dealing with people. A positive adult way of of dealing with people is to reduce the amount of competitiveness that we have with people around us. If we're in a competitive environment, I can understand that very well. I played tennis most of my life. It's a one-on-one sport. You either win or you lose. And so I had that ingrained in me for many, many years. When I went to the Netherlands and uh, I discovered this process that I could go through and suddenly started to examine the way that I operated my life, I suddenly thought to myself, thought to myself as long as I look better than you, I feel great about myself. So I give out those kinds of vibes to people, and it would just annoy them, and, I, and, it, and, and, it, would, and it would make them feel that they've got to move away from me. Hmm. So that's not a good way of doing it either. So these are just two out of 12 different characteristics that I wanted to bring up today to talk about that word approval-oriented. So maybe as a result of our exercise today, approval-oriented means that we can only have value in our own eyes mirrored from the eyes of other people. Mm -hmm. That's not a very constructive way of running our lives. Really, that's what it says. And so we should look around at people that, that we, um, and it comes, you know, where it comes from, of course, it comes from childhood. We either had wonderful parents who doted on us and loved us and everything we did was in order to please them. So we grew up in our lives feeling that that's the way we were going to run our lives from, from then on. If we had parents that were not gentle and kind with us and who were critical and maybe didn't love us that much, we'd go out of our way to win their approval so it could work either way. The question is when we get to the age of 30 or 40 or 50, are we still running our lives based on whether we're living up to our parents' highest expectations or are we living up to our own highest expectations because those are the right things for us. So part of Quantum leap thinking is to rid ourselves of that kind of thinking that we base our lives on getting approval from other people and be able to say to ourselves, is this the right thing for me to be doing? If it's the right thing, then I've got to talk about it, and I have to express it because that's right for me. And if it's the wrong thing, in the gentlest way possible or the most… I can't even think of the word for a moment. But uh, let's say an equitable way of dealing with people would be that we don't put them down, we don't put ourselves down, but that we do create more adult adult relationships. People who want to take quantum leaps and get cooperation from other people need to be straight and real and honest, with not just simply work on the paradigm or this module of, of – Approval orientation.
0: As you describe this, I begin to have a vision of this adult, rational, there's a bit of sort of neutrality around approval, disapproval, judgment, -judgment. non-judgment. It's just eye-to-eye, transparent, clear communication, language that um, isn't self-effacing, nor is it um, boastful. I mean, it's just, it's kind of this... I'm seeing it almost like this adult balancing uh, energy of some kind. Is that – I don't know. There's many ways to to voice it, I
1: suppose. No, you've said it beautifully. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And to examine our lives and say to ourselves, what kind of person am I? Am I actually uh, playing tapes that came from my childhood? Yes. Which are replacing my parents with uh, people in authority, authoritative positions maybe. Oh, yes. Or am I doing what's right for me at this stage of my life? Mm -hmm. And am I taking a stand for what I believe in? It doesn't mean to say that we're becoming rebels. That's not what I'm suggesting. Or that we become difficult or not cooperative. It doesn't mean that at all. But it says make decisions based on genuinely how do I feel about what I'm doing at the moment? Is this the right thing for me to do? Or am I just going along with it because approval is very important for me because that's how my parents uh, would like like me to be.
0: And it seems as, as though this takes some contemplation and some quiet time, if you will, to reflect on how you're showing up, how you're behaving, how you're languaging your world um, so that you can become aware of your behaviors that maybe are unconscious or subconscious that aren't serving you, right?
1: Exactly. In fact, one of my clients asked me just before I spoke to you today, he said to me, he said, is this a self-help exercise that you do? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And he wanted some distinction on on what coaching was all about. Uh. And I explained to him, I walk in step with people. To achieve the objectives that they want to achieve, that you want to achieve. It's not about my agenda at all. And I will stay with you and walk through the process until you achieve those objectives if you allow me to do that. But you have to do the work yourself. And say, occasionally, Mm -hmm. I've got to be a bit of a mentor. I might, you know, put on a hat of being a consultant for a moment based on my background. But it will always lead to what are you going to do differently as a result of this exercise? So if you ask me what sort of label would I put on myself, I am a business coach. I'm a catalyst. I'm just simply an element in the process. But it all boils down to what my client is going to do, what their drive is to achieve those objectives. And when we talk about quantum leap, quantum leap cannot be achieved without a very realistic understanding of who we are and not based on what other people think we should be. Uh That's my exactly. message.
0: Exactly, so beautiful, uh, folks. If you're listening, uh, by the way, we do this every week, the Quantum Leap podcast. You can find Terry at www.qlcat.com www.qlcat, for more information on the entire range of uh, works uh, that work that Terry is involved. Well, let me start it again. The entire range of work that Terry does with his clients and has done for many, 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 many years. Um, we're so lucky to, uh, be, uh, to have you every week. Uh, I wonder as, uh, your uh, counterpart in this process, what will we talk about next week? Will Terry run out of something to talk about? And every week, I'm just amazed that there's yet another sort of aspect of this mosaic we call quantum leap that we can talk about, work on and circle into. So, uh, um, for those listening, please stay with us. Send Terry an email, if you like, at terry, T-E-R-R-Y, at QLCAT.com, with any feedback or ideas or uh, questions that you might have. Terry, as always, great to be
1: with you. We'll see you next week. Thank you, David. I enjoyed chatting with you today.